Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Gordon Dean, and this is the Source Seed Pod podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Soar Seed Pod podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Dean. Wanted to talk to you today about uh, something that hits really close to home for me. So uh, please be prepared for quite a bit of uh, personal sharing and experience out of this one today. So I was reading my Bible study this morning, and uh, it was taking me through the sixth chapter of Second Corinthians, and I came across a sentence that has, I don't want to say plagued me for quite some good long time, but something that's, I guess you'd say, been something of a shame of mine for, for quite a while, in a manner of speaking. Um, let me elaborate. Uh, first of all, the, the verse is from, again, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer have with an unbeliever? Now, this is the reason why it's been, I would say, something of a thorn in my side for quite some time. Uh, some of you might not know that I was married previously to the woman that I'm married to now. And... To say that we were unevenly yoked as believers would be the understatement of the century. Um, a little bit of my background, I was, I was saved as a very young man. And as I grew to adulthood and got out on my own, I, as many people tend to do, wandered away from the church and away from God. At no point did I lose my faith in God, but I really wasn't living like a Christian in any way, shape, or form. I was not going to church. I was not praying at all. I was not surrendering any aspect of my life to him. I just simply had, I guess maybe faith was the wrong word. I still believed that God was the creator of the universe and that Jesus was his son that was sent as the perfect sacrifice. I had, however, simply decided that I wasn't going to live like I cared about any of that. So... My now ex-wife was something of the incredibly theatrical goth persuasion. 
Now, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time trying to describe this, but suffice it to say that her leanings and bent were far more toward uh, what some folks would refer to as the spiritual as opposed to any one particular form of religion or, or specifically not Christianity. In fact, I would go as far as to say that it leaned far more toward um, Wiccan beliefs. And knowing all of this, I still married her. Now, there's another passage of scripture that kind of comes into play here, and I'm actually going to reference it twice. The first part of it is verse 14 of the seventh chapter of 1 Corinthians. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. Now, the argument could be made that while I was certainly doing the wrong thing by marrying, knowingly marrying an unbeliever, I was living like one as well. And while, again, the argument could be made that it is possible that had I exerted any effort, I may have been able to convince and help her convert. My problem was that I was far more interested at the time in keeping the peace than I was about trying to, I guess, save her or, or convert her or even really to expose her to Christianity in any way, shape, or form. And my... My biggest sin, ultimately, in that relationship, I think, aside from not witnessing to her at all, comes from verse 15 of 1 Corinthians chapter 7. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. Now, Here's the thing. I left her. I asked for the divorce. Which given that again the divorce itself, the request for the divorce had literally nothing to do with differences of faith. Again, I had not done my job. So, I know this seems kind of scattered and kind of roundabout, but I kind of wanted to present the whole argument before I started to deconstruct it. So, let's go back for just a second to believers being unevenly yoked. Now, there's a number of different ways. First of all, if you don't know what being yoked means, let me give you a quick background. 
I'm sure that many of you are aware that back before the Industrial Revolution, farmers had to use horses, oxen, beasts of burden to pull their plows or their wagons or whatnot. And the device that would go across two animals to uh, keep them in, in sync with one another and pulling evenly is called a yoke, Y-O-K-E. And so hopefully I've been able to kind of put a, a, a picture in your mind. Now think for a second, if you've got, say, a donkey on one side of the yoke and an ox on the other, that ox is going to drag that donkey 38 ways to Saturday because their legs are different lengths, their bodies are different sizes, their capabilities are different, their stamina is different, their strength is different. There is no way that the two of them would be able to work in unison for the mutual benefit of, of, of completing the job, the task at hand. And in addition to that, because of this uneven yoking, what you're going to end up with is that the plow is going to get drugged 38 ways to Saturday. It's not going to be in straight lines, and you're going to ultimately end up making a bigger mess than actually getting anything accomplished. So too it is with believers who are unevenly yoked with unbelievers. And this doesn't just apply to marriage, folks, but like I said, I want to deconstruct this just a little bit. In my particular instance, I wasn't just unevenly yoked with an unbeliever. Because going back to the analogy, if you've got two oxen or two donkeys, you stand a much better chance of working the, the field correctly. In my case, I was the donkey. Now, take that for what it's worth. My point is, at this particular stage of my life, I, I'm... Some things haven't really changed much, but at that point in my life, I was very much more dedicated to the idea of going along to get along. In other words, I didn't want to start any fights. I didn't want to be seen as an aggressor or the bad guy or just simply trying to force my views and opinions on somebody else because, hey, it's a free country, right? You can do whatever you want. You can believe whatever you want. And that's true, but it's not a consideration on upon which marriages with with philosophical differences should be based so not only was i unevenly yoked with an unbeliever but our personalities were unevenly yoked as well and i guess in a way I myself was unevenly yoked internally 
again, having been raised as a Christian, knowing my Christian faith, knowing what the Bible says, and believe me when I say, folks, I even married her knowing this scripture and the entire time thinking that we were unevenly yoked. I, I, I deliberately pushed that off to one side. It's not even like I didn't know that this was going to be happening. I knew that I was asking for trouble because of this, but I did it anyway. Again, I was the donkey. <clears throat> so, we were not only unevenly yoked as believers and unbelievers, but also as, as in personalities as well. Because my personality tends to be very conservative, very uh, understated, if you will, and to just generally not be very loud or flamboyant or, or seeking of attention in any way, shape, or form. Hers, on the other hand, complete opposite, very flamboyant, very outgoing, very um, liberal in her beliefs. We literally were about as opposite from one another as we possibly could be. Now, of course, there's that old adage that opposites attract. And there's a certain amount of truth to that. And I'm a firm believer in the notion that men and women were created differently not because we need to come together as the same person as much as what I bring to the table and what she brings to the table are two very different things and from those we need to create one flesh. Woman is supposed to be able to be, or I should say, stand in the gap of the deficiencies that man has, and vice versa. That is why we are able to come together as one flesh. But when you've got two people who are completely and entirely opposite from one another, particularly when it comes to fundamental beliefs, both uh, religious and secular, there's going to be friction. And again, going back to the analogy of the ox and the donkey being yoked together, you're just going to end up yanking the plow all over the place and creating a big stinking mess. Unless one of you, or in my case, me, is the wuss that doesn't want to create any waves and so will rather back down from what he knows is right for the sake of peace. But I can tell you folks from personal experience that peace isn't peace. That peace is only quiet. It doesn't last and it doesn't go away, and it doesn't get better. So in this particular case, I was unevenly yoked with my wife in two key important areas. But let's not forget, folks, this doesn't just apply 
to a marriage or a relationship. This applies to business. This applies to your job. This applies to every aspect of your life. You cannot, as a believer, be unevenly yoked with somebody who is for lack of a better word, evil. It doesn't serve any function. The only thing it ends up doing is creating strife. And again, I know this from personal experience because not that long ago, I ended up going back to a job with a company that I knew was run by shady and unethical people because I needed a job. And as you might imagine, being in an organization like that, as a Christian, particularly now as a Christian who refuses to compromise his standards, you see, I've actually grown something of a backbone. But being a Christian in an organization that has effectively no values related to Christianity whatsoever. In fact, one would argue effectively no values that even overlap with Christianity created nothing but heartache, stress, strife, confrontation. It was a miserable experience. So what do we do? If we're Christian and we're in a relationship, more specifically, I should say, if we're, in a, if we're a Christian in a marriage and we are unevenly yoked, what do we do? We witness. We live for God. We, just like with any other aspect of our life, we strive to set an example that can be used, for lack of a better description, and please forgive me for using this over and over again, but we live a life that can be, as they say, the only Bible that some people are going to read. It doesn't just apply, like I said, to your life in the world. It also applies to your life at home. And to be blunt, ladies and gentlemen, if you are the Christian in an unevenly yoked marriage, I want you to listen to me very carefully. Because what I'm about to share with you is not only what is in Scripture, it is what I have learned the hard way. One, yes, you screwed up. If you were a Christian, when you married that unbeliever, you are the one that screwed up. However, this is not a reason that you are allowed to leave your spouse. 
And the Bible is very clear that the only reason a spouse is allowed to grant a divorce is in the case of infidelity. But before you start getting too wild, let's also not forget that we are called to forgive those who have sinned against us. It's a tough road to walk, folks, but it's one that we are called. We, we, we're not called to walk the same easy, wide path as the rest of the world. Let's, let's just forget that idea in the first place. We are called to walk a very different and narrow path that leads to salvation. And if you are the believer that's married to an unbeliever, you're the one that screwed up. However, God does not make mistakes. You are there for a reason. And it's your job to witness to your unbelieving spouse. Now, I'm not talking about dragging them to church every Sunday. I'm not talking about hitting them over the head with the Bible. I'm talking about living the life Christ has called you to live and every day showing that spouse compassion, love, mercy, and above all, the grace that you've been shown. Because divorce is not an option for you. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I, I've learned this lesson the hard way. I screwed up and married an unbeliever. And I got my little nose smacked with a rolled up newspaper. I divorced her. I got my nose smacked with an even bigger newspaper. And you know, and I used to like to say, well, you know, yes, I know that my divorce was a sin, but... The way I look at it is I'm just correcting a bigger sin from previously about marrying and, and you know being une unevenly yoked. That's bull. Sin doesn't correct sin. Now, obviously, I am forgiven. But it doesn't change the fact that this is a part of my life that I am less than impressed with and one that I don't like to get into too much unless I think it's going to help somebody else. And the purpose behind these podcasts is to be able to find ways to apply scripture to our quote-unquote real-world life. But the one thing I have found in, in direct reference to my analysis of my life when it comes to following scripture or not following scripture, the one thing that I have found time and time again is that when I'm doing what God has told me to do, my life typically is a lot easier to deal with. I'm not saying it's an easier life. I'm saying my life is easier to deal with. And to be blunt, folks, that's true of the entire Bible. When I say the thing is, is a living, breathing document that is full of real-world advice, rules, life, 
I'm not just whistling Dixie. I am telling you that God knew what he was doing when he put down the rules. When God said, this is how I want you to live your life, he knew what we needed to be doing. And the secularist can laugh at the Christian all they want and say, oh, your ideas are outdated or outmoded or whatever. But the fact is, living as the Bible prescribes will bring you peace. Going against what Scripture says will bring you strife. This is what my life experience has been. And every single time that I, I, I chafe against the, the, the yoke that God has placed on me, every time I try to go do something different from, from what I know that I'm supposed to be doing, it always goes badly for me until I get my head out of my rear and start doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. And what, how do I know what I'm supposed to be doing? Folks, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I promise you, if you follow what's in the Bible, and yes, let me give you the disclaimer, that also means accepting Christ and living under the new covenant. If you do what the Bible tells you to do and live the way the Bible tells you to live, you are going to find far more peace in your life. And that goes for everything. Your business dealings, your relationships, marriages, interactions, people on the street, all of it. The guidelines are clearly spelled out. But our world says it's okay to divorce because you're just not in love anymore. Well, if you are going with the biblical example of love, the biblical instructions in regard to love, then you have a completely different perspective and a completely different objective. At any rate, that's been my experience, being unevenly yoked. It's, it's a recipe for pain. It's a recipe for pain in your married life. It's a recipe for pain in your business life. It's a recipe for pain in every aspect of your life. 
Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be interacting with unbelievers. We're called to witness to them. But when you get into a business partner relationship with somebody whose ethics and morals are completely devoid of any indication of Christian thought or belief, then you are yoked together. When you marry somebody who has completely different beliefs, than you do, you are yoked together. Again, don't misunderstand. I'm not talking about witnessing to people. I'm not talking about having biblical conversations with unbelievers. I do it all the time. That's, that's why I'm making these podcasts now. But there's a difference between interacting with people and being yoked to them. And it's not even a fine line. There is a drastic difference. All of that having been said, I genuinely wish you the best. And if you, if you find that you are in a situation like I've described, that you are unevenly yoked with somebody and you want to reach out and, and just talk and commiserate and, and maybe uh, maybe work through some, some biblical study together, I'm more than happy to do so. Uh, you can reach me through my email address, either you know Spotify, Anchor, any of these, my website, any of that. Just reach out. We'll talk. This has been the Sower Seed Pod podcast, and I'm your host, Gordon Dean. <laughs>